0: Judges chapter 6, and just look for a few minutes at uh, Gideon. Gideon, uh, one of my favourites, because I find it so encouraging that Gideon did so much, yet he, to his background, he said himself, he was poor in Manasseh the Lord used him. So uh, Judges chapter 6 and uh, just coming in there at verse 11. uh, My wife was trying to encourage me a few minutes ago as I uh, sit down here to give the meditation and uh, she was saying, keep it simple Stephen. Sometimes I find that very difficult because there's so much one could say about the scriptures and there's so much comes out of it and uh, Gideon I find very encouraging for lots of reasons uh, he was just as a as an introduction let me uh, just give a few things that I find really encouraging about Gideon he was a nobody and he knew it he said himself you know oh my lord wherewith with shall I see of Israel Um, Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my father's house. This is verse 15. He, He just knew who he was. He knew his place in life. And I'm sure it was a bit of a surprise to him when the angel of the Lord said, you know, you're going to do some mighty things in the name of the Lord and in the Lord's strength. Another thing I liked about him was he followed the Lord's instructions without without argument. Really, he threw down that altar of Baal, although he, he nearly lost his own life because of it. And uh, another thing that is encouraging is the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Uh, this is verse thirty-four. It says, "The Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, and Abiezer was gathered after him." So the Lord obviously used him, but the spirit of the Lord came upon him. And he was very human. I just love this. (laughs) He was a very human person, really, because he needed uh, reaffirmation of what the Lord had said the Lord was going to do. And the Lord did help him. the Lord uh, showed him um, that sign uh, when he took the fleece out. And then he wasn't happy with that. He put the fleece out again. And the Lord did help him to understand, yes, I am with you. Yes, I will perform these mighty things against the enemy, against the Midianites. Yes, it will happen. And then even before the battle he had this, uh, the Lord told him, you know, if, if you're not sure, go down to the camp and listen. And he heard this account of this dream that this Midianite person had of this barley bread that came tumbling down. These are well-known stories and we're familiar with them, but it really helped Gideon and he uh, was helped in a spirit and knew that the Lord was with him. And I just find that so lovely that in the human, we have our times and think, oh, <laughs> is the Lord really working? Is the Lord really calling me? Am I doing the right thing? And the Lord helped And I just find that so encouraging. And Gideon was also very careful to give the Lord the glory and to worship the Lord. And he built an altar unto the Lord and worshiped the Lord. And then he, he, when the people wanted him to rule over them, Gideon said, no, the Lord will rule over you. Not me or not my son. The Lord will rule over you. So he wasn't power hungry in any way. There's lots of other things one could say as an introduction to Gideon and his encouraging uh, life. But he was a a diplomat as well (laughs) when the men of Ephraim complained. He was able to circumnavigate their complaint and uh, ease their issues that they had. And then he had a very strong sense of justness and rightness Uh, when the people wouldn't feed his army. He uh, he came at them with uh, thorns, as it says. And then his personal zeal was evident as well in defeating the enemy. He himself slew the kings Zeba and Zalmana when his son just couldn't, wasn't up to it. So he has zeal. But those are just by way of introduction of Gideon himself, the man who was a nobody and he knew it. Yet the Lord used him. But uh, just on that, going back to verse 11 of Judges 6, it says, And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak. Uh, I didn't know it was Labor Day. But just contrast the angel of the Lord sitting under the oak. And Gideon was hard at work. Gideon was there threshing wheat beside the winepress. The angel of the Lord sitting under the oak. Gideon, hard at work. Such a contrast, says there in Hebrews. There remaineth a rest for the people of God. And it's just so lovely to uh, just be in that place of rest. Of knowing that the Lord is in a situation, knowing the Lord is helping, knowing the Lord is going to come along, revive us, restore us. What a rest there is in the Lord. But Labor Day, it might be in the US, but there's a rest from our labors in the Lord. In a way, Gideon was busy. And he was threshing the wheat by the winepress. And this is a picture of the Lord. Because to thresh wheat is to beat it out, to separate out the seed from the, the husks or the chaff. And we know our Lord was beaten, it tells us in Isaiah. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised bruised for our iniquities, the chastity of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. And this is a picture of the Lord. The Lord himself, his body was broken. We celebrated last night being round the Lord's table, breaking that bread a symbol of his body that was broken for us at Calvary, for us sinners. And Gideon was threshing the wheat by the winepress. The winepress is where grapes are trodden, they're bruised, they're broken, and out comes the juice. And the Lord shed his blood, on that tree. And it tells us in First John, John, it says, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And we're ever so glad of that cleansing flow of the blood of the lamb that was shed on Calvary's tree. So the winepress tells us about the Lord and the shedding of his blood. So right from this verse 11, we can see that the work of the cross is, is even evident even before Gideon does anything. The work of the cross. And the work of the cross is is central to any work of the Lord. The work of the cross is central to revival. The cross is the starting point for us. We, we, we were saved by the Lord's work at Calvary. And we come to Jesus by faith in the finished work of that cross. And the cross is fundamental to our going on with the Lord. The Lord was going to do a great thing in uh, by using Gideon. And uh, before anything was done, the cross, the cross, And we're asking the Lord to do a great thing, really. We're asking the Lord to revive us, to revive our churches, to revive us in the midst of these years, in this generation. And the starting point is the cross. Every day, it's the cross of Christ. And before we can look even to a future revival, we we'll have to look back continually to the cross, the Lord's work of redemption for sinners. And we come to him in the merits of that cross. Our sins are covered, washed away. So we do thank the Lord for this work of Calvary. We thank the Lord for the central work Gideon threshed wheat by the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. Gideon was employed in the process of separating the grain or the seed from the husk or the chaff. That was his job, that was what he was doing. He obviously needed the bread to live by, hiding it from the he was trying to get up the goodness of the wheat, which is the word. And it took some labour to get right down to that good part, right down to separate out the seed or the goodness from the husk. And as we're often reminded in this prayer group, Stephen reminded us recently, We have to meditate on the word to extract the goodness. We need to spend the time in the closet to extract the goodness from the word of God. And we need the help of the Holy Spirit as we meditate to bring out that goodness, that daily bread each day for us. And before our friend Gideon did anything or was used of the Lord to do anything mighty, He was threshing. He was there threshing. And we have many as a time in this prayer group heard the word of God. We hear it every time. Threshed. The wheat is threshed. The the goodness is brought out for us. Even under difficult circumstances, Gideon's uh, circumstances were not favorable. The enemy, this great horde of millionites, people from the east. He was trying to thresh it out, uh, while this great enemy was so close. But he needed that sustenance. He needed that food. He needed that daily bread, and so do we. Every day, we need that threshing out of the word of God. We need to be employed in this labor on a daily basis. And we need the Spirit of God. How essential it is to have the Spirit of the living God on the Word so that our hearts can be sustained in difficult circumstances and we can be brought to the place the Lord wants us to be and to have the understandings that the Lord wants us to have. have. And the Lord can use us. We may be poor. We may be the least in our household. We may be the nothings. We may be less than nothings, like myself. <laughs> the Lord can use, and the Lord does use, His chosen, His elect. So, as we come down to prayer, it's just a little, another reminder, I suppose, of the centrality of the cross of Christ in our endeavors and a reminder of just that necessity for the breaking of the daily bread for meditation on the word of God the essential element for our lives in these difficult circumstances so I just pray the Lord will help us as we gather around and seek his face for restoration, for revival